0: From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. There's a community building theory known as the third place. It's not home and not work, where people spend most of their time, but a third neutral space. Think churches, cafes, bars, and parks, which allow for more open, creative interaction. In many traditionally black neighborhoods, it's the barbershop. Photographer Antonio Johnson has been documenting these anchors for informal civic life and looking good across the country, and more recently behind bars. His project is called You Next. Antonio is among the contributors for Pop-Up Zine Atlanta. That's an evening of performed journalism for that audience at that moment on stage in a camera-free, tweet-free zone. I'm a contributor, too, along with others, and will be at Windmill Art Center in East Point next Tuesday, October 8th. But first, Antonio, Thank you so much for stopping by.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, I've not been in a lot of barbershops, I admit. (laughs) How do you describe to people who don't know what these mysterious places are like?
1: So the barbershop is like the quintessential spot for all of your basic life when it comes to finding out what's happening in your community, making sure that you look good and stay fresh and be surrounded by guys and some women um, who really affirm who you are. Um, in this world
0: and that's across generations across across...
1: generations it doesn't matter how much money you have um, what your educational background is it's the it's the meeting spot
0: well you grew up in philly where your uncle had a barbershop right yes what do you what do you
1: remember from being there I remember mostly the time that I was at my uncle's shop, th- this, like, wood paneling, um, him spinning me around in the chair. And he always told me how peasy my head was, <laughs> like how I always needed a haircut. But at the same time, he would always make it really clear to me and just let me know that he got me, that, that I would be safe, that after this haircut, I would look completely new and transformed. And it's something that I just really looked forward to Um you know, weekly.
0: And is this is a place where you must have seen grown ups. You must have, I mean, you see people you wouldn't normally see.
1: Yeah. So I, um, it was a crash course in just learning about the world around me um, with like really wide eyes. Um, it would be in my either my uncle's shop or the shop that I went to with my dad where I just saw these guys who, you know, knew my father outside of him being like my dad. Mm-hmm. But he was like a basketball player and they would share these stories. And I got a real glimpse of what the world was through their stories, um, when, you know, when they would come in through the music that they would, you know, listen to. Uh, it was really transformative that way
0: you were working a corporate job many years later after getting your peasy haircut. Yeah. <laughs> uh when when the idea for this project you next came to you. First of all, you next, where is that title from?
1: So you next is something that you hear in the barbershop, you know, in every barbershop in every city. It is both a question that you, you know, can ask or it is it is a statement that the barber tells you where you are in line. Uh-huh. And um I hope that, you know, with this people understand that you can be next at whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to be, as you get that uh, haircut.
0: A larger message
1: here. Yes, yes, So
0: where did you get the idea for doing this project?
1: So a few places. Um, you know, like, life just kind of, like, gives you these little, like, moments. One, um, I went to see Hannibal Buress at the Apollo, and he shared this little quick joke. It kind of, like, had nothing to do with his segment, but he mentioned that, you know, have you ever gone into a barbershop and felt depressed? And I was, or, or have you ever needed a haircut, but you just... Have you ever been depressed but just really needed a haircut? Uh-huh. That was the joke. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I have. And then a few months later, I went to, uh, to Cuba and I saw all of these little corner barbershops that just reminded me, um, of home. And I, I said to myself, I think that I need to do a project that documents um, this space and really just explores what this community actually is. And from there, I started to write things down, um, you know, create some inspiration around it. And here I am today after a very successful Kickstarter. Um, that I, <laughs> so that I you
0: jacked in your corporate job yeah. and you're like,
1: I'm going to go hang out at barbershops. Exactly. I am. Um, I embarked on a 10-city tour and saw hundreds of barbershops, met thousands of men, and heard so many different stories.
0: Oh, are they similar from place to place?
1: They really are. They're the conversation is always lively. Um, There is this, these, these elements of of ritual that happen in every city that I feel um, is not by coincidence. Um, It is really just a, it's it's very special um, how we hold each other up um, and can affirm who we, how how we see ourselves to the world.
0: That's interesting because I think of, you know, okay. So these places are mysterious to me. First yeah. of all, I'm a woman. I'm a white woman. I'm yeah. not going to walk into the corner barbershop right. uh, necessarily in a neighborhood. So it does feel like this kind of, I don't know, secret ritualistic place to me. But also it's interesting because, you know, men are, they're peacocks. They're, they're getting themselves looking good.
1: Yeah. Everybody wants to show off. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to feel like they are that. That, that, you know, the man. But something is happening, I think, in a barbershop where we're starting to understand that um, you can be reflective in that chair. You can um, have an opportunity to share what it is that you are going through and feel um Like you have a community that can support you, whether it be your barber or whether it be, you know, the guys who are also waiting. It's this crowdsourced therapy that happens Uh sometimes um, in the shop that I feel like is really special. Um, And I think one of the things that, you know, makes this project so special to me is because, um, you know, access to health care is an issue that we're all facing all over the country. Um, How can a barber shop? be you know fill that void Mm. Um, and that's one of the ways i feel like especially from a mental health perspective
0: Uh, that's interesting so much cheaper and much shorter than therapy (laughs) (laughs) and a lot more input so what are you looking for when you're taking photos of people
1: in barbershops i'm looking for those really special moments so it could be you know someone with their eyes closed in the chair it could be you know two kids playing on a chair waiting for a haircut or you know getting some candy from a machine it could be um just a barber just waiting in the chair um waiting for a person to come in um it is those little moments those small moments in between a cut i think that really um make my eye uh you know, or, or catch my attention. Yeah.
0: yeah, Photographer Antonio Johnson is my guest. His project is called You Next and explores community and power of the neighborhood barbershop. He will be one of the storytellers at Pop-Up Zine Atlanta next week. All right, so you ended up expanding upon this project beyond the 10 cities that you visited and visited the Fulton County Prison on Haircut Day. Yeah, yeah. What, what? Why did you go there?
1: So uh, it was the jail, Fulton County Jail. I, um, have always been fascinated by the unconventional barbershop. Um, where do these guys go when they, you know, can't go into inside of a regular one? So I, um, had this idea a while ago to go inside of a jail, um, to see what this, to see, to honestly to test my theory about if this is really a space for wellness, um, what happens you know after you get a haircut so I uh, reached out to the sheriff who was a grad of Morgan State, just like I am, and um, we made that connection and um, i I was literally blown away um, by that experience I really had no idea what to expect. I had never been inside of a jail before um, I had all of these these this ball of nerves of what to expect and what, what what I would see there. But what I saw was guys who really just wanted a chance and an opportunity to um, present themselves as they see themselves in their mind, mm-hmm. outside of any convictions, outside of any um, you know upcoming court dates, just that, who am I when I am completely groomed?
0: And were they, uh, this idea of the third space, it's a safe, relaxing space, as you said, a lot of interaction, a kind of therapy. Is it the same in jail?
1: It really is. Um you know, there were guys just waiting, just chatting like it was in the barbershop when some guy sat in the chair. Their eyes were closed, their legs were crossed. They, you know, their hands were folded in a really meditative and reflective state. And I talked to a few of them, and one of them specifically, I, before his haircut, I asked him. I I said, "Who are you? How would you describe yourself without a haircut?" He hadn't had a haircut in about 90 days, and he said he didn't feel human. And I kind of just, you know, took a beat and let that just sit, you know, because I wanted to sit with that as well because I, you know, have access to get a haircut whenever I want. I'm shooting in barbershops all the time. That's not something that I um, face. Um, but as the haircut continued, I saw the light start to flicker in his eye again. And as the haircut was over, you know, I followed up with that question again. And I asked asked him how he felt now. And he said, he felt like himself human again. And that was really profound and, um, really, made me feel like, okay, this is the work that I should be doing. Um, And I'm just honored that I could be in that space to see that.
0: So was it the attention he was given that he was special for that moment sitting in a chair, which, you know, could almost be a kind of throne in a way?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that it was the attention. I think that Um, you know, for a lot of these guys, they could feel like they are forgotten and they're not a part of society. And a a haircut is one of those basic things that make you feel a part of a community. And especially when you have, you know, you're surrounded by your brothers um, that can really make you feel very special. Um, So I definitely think it's that. And, you know, when you can be still and be quiet, you know, one of like the meditative thing, mm-hmm. a portion of that, I think is really strong and um, it, it made a huge difference.
0: It's funny because I think a lot of messages about women's wellness now mm-hmm. are especially focus on what's on the inside. You know, mm-hmm. do your meditation, do the kind of quieting of the self nurture that kind of inner peace and that's more important than the outside Mm -hmm. which of course is a hard sell in a culture like ours that has embedded standards about how things look on the outside so you're talking about somebody walking into a barbershop 90 days you know he's uh, he's behind bars and feeling differently how what what's the inside work and what's the outside work here
1: that's a really good question um I think the inside work is examining what it how it is you would like to feel. Um and channel and channeling that and then as the haircut being able to um sh- you know show show that uh show show that thought. Um
0: that you're cared for that you're you're up to snuff kind of
1: Yeah, thing. that yeah. that you're cared for that you belong here mm. that um You know, whatever you may be going through, I don't have to look like it. And I think that that's something that, um, you know, black men um, have had a lot of work (laughs) trying to uh, trying to deal with.
0: So uh, before we close, I want to ask you a little bit more about this wellness idea. You've spent a lot of time in barbershops. These are places, you know, real estate inside of cities that are often changing around them Mm -hmm. very quickly. Where do you see them going from here?
1: So I believe that the barbershops and, you know, HBCUs and church, we all need this gentrification plan of what can happen. Um, But for this specifically, I, I want to make people or, you know, ask people to reimagine what the barbershop can be. How do we. Um, serve our communities moving forward, and there are examples of how barbershops are doing that in LA, in Oakland, with um, working with doctors and medical professionals to check for hypertension and early signs of diabetes um, while they're in the chair. Because, like I said before, you know some people don't have access to healthcare, so how do we meet them where they are? And the barbershop is one of those spaces, and you know the barber is very respected and trusted, so you can feel comfortable comfortable, um, going through that journey with them. And then you have examples in Philly, you know, my hometown, um, where they're, checking, where they're helping people vote. So that's really important, too.
0: So civic life out yeah. of the barbershop. Antonio Johnson, thank you so much. Thank you. Antonio is an Atlanta-based photographer. His project is called You Next, How Black Barbershops Save Lives. You should look at it online. Among the contributors for Pop-Up Zine Atlanta, up next, some well-founded proposals and real-world experience for helping Georgia's alarming maternal mortality rates. Stay with us.